0: Addicts no It's time for Hobby Addicts. And now, here are your anime addicts.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Hobby Addicts. Episode 255 on March 28th, beautiful day in Denver. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the lovely crew. We have Caroline. Caroline, how are you?
0: Hi. I'm good. Just a very dreary day here, so a little tired due to that.
1: In Lower State, New York, as I (laughs) know again. And we also have Mason somewhere near Chicago.
2: Yeah, that's me. Uh I'm feeling amped today. I don't know why, oh, fuck. but I'm feeling feeling pretty freaking fantastic today. So uh not glad to be here. Mason's ready to fucking
1: go. You know it. All right, guys. Well, today on the podcast, 2 Point Hospital returns. The uh the addiction from a year ago returns to me because they have released several DLCs. Um, and I was very annoyed because 2 Point Hospital was an exceptionally difficult Platinum Trophy. It took a lot longer than most games to get. And then when the all the DLC came out, you know they let you keep your Platinum Trophy, but then because the DLCs have trophies, they knock your percentage down. So now I'm at like 75% of the trophies again, and I'm pissed. So I'm playing the DLC. So we'll go through that a little bit. Mason's going to talk Genshin Impact, which I'm very interested in. And Caroline says, Operation Varsity Blues... The college admissions scandal documentary, which sounds interesting. Yeah, I really did
0: not do much this week. Uh, And honestly, I don't even have that much to say about the documentary, so you guys can go first, and I'll just fill in the blank.
1: (laughs) Well, I've been watching a lot of documentaries, too. I started the Ted Bundy files or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, Mason, I'm really interested in Genshin Impact, and I know that a lot of the people that listen... I've played that so why don't we get started there because I had it on mobile for a while but then I deleted it without really even playing it so I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say
2: yeah so as I kind of spoke on last week I have just been having a bit of a struggle finding exactly the next game that I want to play I, I finished playing Neo 2 did all the DLC for that and I was just trying I was just going through a bunch of games and all these games were good Uh, Noita, Ratchet and Clank, Loop Hero, Child of Light, Diablo 3. Like, they were all good games at what they were, but they just weren't scratching the itch I needed. So I figured, let me try uh, plugging in this worldwide sensation from a couple months ago, which is Genshin Impact. I got it on PS4, which you can get for free. It's also free on Windows, PlayStation 4, like I mentioned, Android, iOS, and it's coming to, I think, the PS5 and the Switch. So, It's pretty much on every platform you can imagine and it is free Hmm. so if for some reason you haven't heard of this game this is a open world with unlockable fast travel towers like breath of the wild cooking like breath of the wild and it looks and feels and plays exactly like breath of the wild except that it differs in a couple major ways um first of all you kind of control a group of characters so you control like a four person operation a party that you swap in and out of on the fly and you kind of use this elemental magic system with that character switching to kind of see what you're up against find the character that is best suited for that job and quickly wheel them into position it's a free game so it uses um those like gotcha game monetization mechanics you know one of those things where you can pay money to get more rolls of the dice to get new characters or weapons or outfits, etc.
1: Now, even on PS4 it is. Did you, did you yep. say you get this on PS4?
2: Yep, I got it on PS4. And yeah, it's the same mm. exact deal where you can pay for this extra opportunities to unlock stuff. But,
1: but I don't think I've ever seen a gotcha mechanic on a PS4 game. Mm. How does that work? I mean, does it say like literally type in your credit card number and then we just like hit you for a dollar every time you do this?
2: I'm I'm sure they have like things where you're like, pay $10 for X amount of rolls or this many spins or whatever the mechanic is. I am pretty steadfastly against the purchasing of gacha mechanics in games, and I will say a good thing about the game, at least two of the big things, because I haven't played it for a super long time, is one, I can't really tell you how these gacha mechanics work. Because they were not shoved down my throat. I feel like so many of these free-to-play games, you log on and they're like, "Oh, don't forget to pay money for extra coins," or don't like they're always like constantly interrupting you with the suggestion, the uh, inception that hey, paying money is a great idea. Like
0: all of that stuff.
2: I almost had to search how I would have had to do that stuff because it was so unobtrusive to the game, which is a You would think like oh not having something how can that be a positive but in the world we live in like that was such a breath of fresh air to not have it smashed on my face every second and i really didn't feel like there was a need to buy these bonus things and i'm sure uh if i like continued the game for a substantial amount of time there would likely be a time where you know the experience that you need to level up or advance would just get so steep where they would be like you know it's, it'd be kind of required in a sense, or like, you know, there's a lot of like time-gated activities where, oh, I wanted something forged, and in my game it took three seconds, but I'm sure if I played for 100 hours, that might be like, hey, it will take three days to make this legendary armor, you can pay to like expedite that, and I'm sure that's where they get you, but so far I haven't felt even the inkling of a need to purchase anything, so they definitely are letting people enjoy the game without having to commit at this stage, which is great.
1: I think I heard uh, one of our friends at Taku Cop referred to it as Breath of the Waifu. What yes, the, and that was my
2: third team? big difference between this game and Breath of the Wild because this game is chock full of waifus. I mean, even by the end of the prologue, they're just falling out of your pocket. You have so many. You have, like I said, a four-person team, and I probably had 10 to 12 characters that I had to, like, choose between to take on a mission. So, you, you rack them up, and there's plenty of waifus to be had.
1: Do you have a favorite I
0: waifu, mean, Mason? I mean, Breath of the Wild has their fair share of waifus. Like, you know, obviously you have Link. Obviously yeah, y- you obvious. have Zelda. <laughs> obviously you have freaking Sidon or how you ever pronounce his name. He's a giant waifu.
2: Exactly. There's so
0: many waifus in Breath of the Wild. What are you talking about?
2: Uh, I mean, this this would make the number of waifus blush. Mipa? freaking MiFa! You're
0: forgetting about MiFa, aren't you?
2: You can't, can't clothe them and house them and develop them and nurture the way. them. It's not that same. You can't. No, pay but you for can't waifus. fight side
0: by side by them. Can you appreciate
2: Listen, their bodies? If you don't have yes. a body pillow of a waifu, it's it's not even in the same league as the people in this game. It's it's just a design thing. I know what you're saying, but. <laughs> I mean, maybe they might not endear you, the characters, as much as they do in Breath of the Wild with all their plots and all that going on. But this game has a lot of them, and this is a quantity over quality kind of thing. (laughs) But besides the waifus, uh, what is good about this game? First of all, uh, it looks amazing. It looks very solid. The instrumentation is gorgeous. And the world that you are in, Teyvat, is even though only a portion of it has been released so far, and by a portion of this game, I still mean like hundreds of hours of content. So it's sprawling, it's interesting, and it's filled with those like little challenges and trials that you just encounter when you're roaming that like keep it from being stale. Like I never felt like, oh, I've got to walk to this side of the map. This is going to be such a chore. Like there was either stuff to do along the way or there was enough like quick fast travel things that made it like not a hassle. And the combat, while the the game feel of Here it is go. just okay. Uh, the ability to swap to like your perfect elemental waifu and like combine their forces is pretty satisfying and it keeps the encounters fresh because you can have like a water character who like does this ability, but that ability like remains as you like swap out to say the the wind character. And like that water and wind will like interact and make like a new elemental damage multiplier calculator. So, there's a lot of ways to play around with what is kind of a simple system in the game. So, the combat was pretty fun. Um the map of this game, the voice acting is all right, but it's very anime at times. Mostly well done, but this is definitely designed for fans of anime. For
1: anime fans, yeah.
2: And I- the biggest problem wasn't so much in like cutscenes, but like when your character is just like running were like sprinting like they're constantly like making little quips and the same constant little repeated voice dialogue just to remind you that there's a character there and it's kind of annoying you hear it the same Oh, that
1: does sound annoying. They're like constantly talking to each other and saying the same shit over and over.
2: Or just like not even to each other. It's just one character she'll be like racing along this like grassy plains, no one's in sight and she'll be like, "Oh, so you want to race?" "Oh, so you want to race?" <laughs> "Oh, so you want to race?" <laughs> And luckily, you can swap them out on the fly, so like you can hear different quips. <laughs> but like after so long, they just you do it so constantly.
1: You just want to put so, some duct tape over her mouth so they shut
2: the fuck up. Exactly. Can I get a "please do not talk when sprinting" button? Are there any guys in this game? Yes, there there are some, but why why would you bother? I mean, <laughs> oh, I don't fuck it. <laughs> no, there there are guys in the game, and they are important to the plot, and they're just as viable for the systems. I think it's just easy to lean on it being a waifu meme generator, but it's, it's fun. Um, I'm not a fan of games with like a daily logon bonus because it's a blessing and a curse. Like if I was into the game, I would like it because I get rewarded and I get a reason to come back to it. But that's kind of the thing where it starts like fulfilling like an obligation role or like a chore where I'm like, oh, I have to play this game so I don't miss out on my streak or something. And I don't know if I'm into all that. And at the end of the day, as not bad as it was, I probably won't continue it. Um, As anyone who's heard me ever talk about any video game ever knows, I am all about the game feel. And like, how does it interact with me in the physical realm to play this game? And the movement is very stiff. The climbing around the world is like very clunky. Um, The menuing, I usually do like a D-pad to it. But in this game, there's no D-pad, so you have to use your analog stick, which is not the end of the world, but it just doesn't have that tactile response, and you often zip by where you're trying to go. Um, when you're fighting, there's no lock-on, which I've mentioned before is that's so something annoying. I'm kind of dependent on, and that's kind of, it's passable, but when you have the occasional camera conundrum, it makes it a little <laughs> wonky. But the absolute worst part of this game... Uh-oh. By far, Uh-oh. is you are racing all over this world. You're trying to get from place to place. You got lots of places to go. And the game is constantly saying, like, hey, check out this. Grab this, pick up this loot, whatever. But you can't pick up something while you're moving. Oh, so no! <laughs> Say the end of a battle happens and there's all this loot all over the ground. Or you're racing along the countryside and all of a sudden something catches your eye. You can't just like scoop it up and continue on your way you have to stop wait for your character to completely settle down come to a dead stop all momentum is stopped wait then the prompt to say like pick up item appears you hit it and then you have to remove your character two feet to the next thing stop again wait prompt appears pick up and it's just what the fuck it's just so frustrating to like when you want to explore a world to be so hampered and often I'll see things that I want to pick up but I'm just so uninterested in the concept of h- having to wait and stop that it's a nightmare and some of these things are moving some of these things you're trying to chase down are already moving or tumbling so you have to like go to <laughs> where you think they'll be stop and wait for them and then they'll like change directions and then you have to it's it's a nightmare i i, I it's it sounds like a little thing but it drove me up a wall
0: it sounds like a big thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. So if they if they fix that one thing, maybe I could go back. And maybe I'm just really bad at this game. And there's a way a special button, but I didn't figure it out. So because of that alone, uh, for the price of three ninety nine, this game is absolutely worth checking out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but
2: I, for like a long time thing, I don't think I want to get too deep into it. Um, but it wasn't bad. It so, wasn't bad.
1: So this is like. I've thought about this game, um, but like I guess I had like a, I guess I had an impression of what this game was before I played it, and for me it's like okay, it's free, but when you have like um, hundreds of when this maybe maybe not hundreds, but there's like at least dozens of people on our Discord that are playing this game or have played this game, and I see it on my Twitter all the time, and my thought is like oh this game's been out for a while, I, I'm never gonna fucking catch up to these other people like there's not really much point in me playing it cuz I'm never going to be able to, you know, keep up at this point cuz you've got like these people that like will will play this game for 12 hours a day, or 7 days a week, you know. And so I don't know I I don't know how you feel about have like that. Is the game multiplayer. So it's Is,
2: not an MMORPG. Like you are not in this world with thousands of other players and they're out doing raids or doing quests and you are just like left behind or not able to join them it is a completely single player experience where you can bring in a friend or group of friends to join you in your world and hang out and boop around so like there is no that's like me saying like oh i don't want to play dark souls now because other people they're already level 99
1: it's monster hunter
2: exactly it's you're doing your own thing you're in your own world and you can co-op it if you want but it's there's no, like, feeling of being left behind.
1: Yeah, because, like, like, I just, I lost interest in Monster Hunter for a number of reasons. One, because you're just grinding and doing the same thing over and over again. That's all there is to do, um, mm-hmm. seemingly. But also because it's, like, you get these people that have been playing it for 700 hours and they have, like, all the best gear and it's, like, you invite them into your group and they're just, like, all decked out. You don't have jack shit. and It's, like, well, why am I fucking bothering so then I think about Genshin Impact and I'm like it's got that same thing. Plus, you've got these whales out there that like oh the game comes out, oh the game's free, so I'll just drop 150 bucks on it like the first minute because you know, oh, I didn't pay for the game to begin with. And then like, you know, you're you're eternally like, you know, irrelevant compared to these other players because they've bought all this shit that they can, you know, effectively be be better than you at any point regardless of how of how well they play. I don't know how much validity there is to that or if you can even I I guess I
2: can't really speak to it but what I can speak on is that the game gives you like a user ID number so if you wanted to hang out with your friends you give them your number and that's how you like initiate the co-op but they have this number this like 10 digit ID number displayed at all times on the screen and for being such a gorgeous game like why would you clutter up the interface and UI with like these random numbers like, why not just map them to my, like, button when I'm like, hey, I want to join a game, then show me my ID. I don't need to look at my ID number all the time, you know?
1: Or put it, like, in a menu.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, why why have it... Like, when I play my PlayStation 4 normally, it doesn't, like, say, like, oh, don't forget, you're playing Mason's PS4 and have that in, like, big, bold letters on the side all the time. Like, that would be annoying. Why Why have it... On a screen where I will never use it, unless like I guess I got a phone call while I was playing, and someone's like, "Quick, in two seconds, give me your user ID number for Genshin Impact, so I can add you." Like, what, what purpose does it have being there? But that's a small thing; it doesn't really matter. Uh, does the story? I'm, a lot of people love this game. Does so. the
1: story add up to anything in this? Because, like, as far as I can tell, Monster Hunter really had no story. It was just like go out and fight this monster. So. Is that, is that it
2: seems to be pretty similar where you're a, an adventurer, a traveler, who, whose use of the magic system isn't dependent on the same thing that everyone else is. And you might have the ability to hold, like, multiple different elements within your character. So you're kind of going around, you know, you meet, you get your first power, which is wind. You meet people of that town. You have the laziest initial boss fight with a dragon that, like, isn't at all like the other game mechanics. And you Mm. kind of like, so I'm still pretty early on and I'm sure it's just a, you're going to go around uniting nations, gathering the elemental powers, very avatar-esque, you know, you know how it'd be.
1: Maybe I, yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe I'll go download it. I mean, it is free. I just, I'd say
2: it's worth like just playing five or six hours just to be like, I know what this game is about. This is one of probably the most important games to come out the past year or so just from how popular it is and from a cultural like meme touchstone it has become. I mean it's not a great game, but it is super successful, has a great model, looks and sounds amazing, so it's it's worth the time just to be like okay, this is what people are talking about. And I'm glad I did.
1: Alright, well sounds good. I'll I'll try not to let the fact that, you know, everybody else has is uh you know, probably probably playing video games way more than I am at this point. Not bother me. So I mean, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I probably have like five hours a week to play video games. So it's like, <laughs> you know, there's no fucking way I can keep up with people who, you know, play games for, for
2: forty five hours a week or whatever. But then uh, just <laughs> just play uh, by yourself at your own pace.
1: Yeah, who the fuck needs anybody else anyway?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Fuck them. So two point hospital is still great. There's not a lot to say here. I mean, Two Point Hospital is, I talked about it like a year ago, it's a hospital simulator where you control everything from the flow of patients, the triaging, the their, um, hiring people, salary, like you can, you can handle people's salaries, you you, you you, control the price of treatments, you train your employees, you, you upgrade your machines, you know, uh, buying more plots of land. All the while, like, the game throws, like, all these really bizarre illnesses at you like there's a there, there are people that have like they've lost all their color and they have to like have their color restored there's people that like think they're a clown think they're a clown there's people that come into your hospital like with a garbage can over top of them there's people that have like their heads have been replaced by like a light bulb like there's all these like bizarre you know uh issues that people have and really the expansion packs of this game really all they do is introduce like a couple more treatments every time there's an expansion and they throw more illnesses at you. And they also like give you more hospitals to do and more levels to, to undertake. So, you know, the hospital, the, the, the DLC that I'm working on right now, and I think there were three of them is like the first level was your hospital was near like an alien aircraft crash site. And so you keep getting these like aliens in your hospital that are disguised as paid normal, normal patients and you have to like find them and get them out of your hospital because they won't pay for treatment. Like they'll come in, they'll get treatment, but they won't pay you. So really all they're doing is like clogging up your like the like your the the, the normal flow of patients and then and then they don't really pay you anything. So it's it hurts your your bottom, your bottom line. So you kind of have to like find them and, you know, throw them out of your hospital. So there's so there's that element of play. And then the the one I'm working on right now is very difficult. It's like you have to survive 30 waves of patients. They had one of these in the other game. Except in this game, the 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 count rather than having like the number of patients just go up by like 5 every time until you're dealing with like 200 people at once. This game like this this challenge basically throws different le- different amounts at you every time almost at random. And <clears throat> it's really difficult to keep, to keep your money up because if they're not giving you like if you have like this huge hospital and it's like real expensive, like maybe you've got like 40 doctors in it or whatever, you know, your your payroll is real ramped up and the utilities are up and everything's up and it costs you like, <clears throat> it's like let's say 150000 bucks a month to run this hospital. Well, if there's not like a lot of patients in your hospital, then you're not bringing the money to cover costs. And so like normally in like the normal scope of Two Point Hospital, the patient count will gradually increase and it'll hold more or less steady wherever it is like you'll have 80 and then it'll stay around 80 and then it'll gradually go up as your reputation improves and you'll be around 90 patients but it isn't like you'll plummet to having nearly no one in your hospital at any at any point with these challenges like they come in waves so the waves like all the patients when they're all done they leave like and the wave starts it takes like a 10-day break the patients come in all at once and you have to like check them in, triage them, all this stuff. And so, like, there's a long delay time between the wave starting and then, like, actually getting patients, like, through the general practitioners and getting diagnosed and getting treatment. So there's, like, a pretty long gap of time where you don't bring any money in. And if they happen to throw a wave at you that doesn't have a lot of patients, like, maybe it's only, like, 20 people, well, it's like you're basically making no money for that wave because you don't have enough patients to cover your... Like, you build up your hospital because you're some of these waves are, like, 150 people, but then they'll... They'll fuck you over, and they'll throw one at you that's like ten people, and then it's like all of a sudden you have big you have big hospital expenses, but little hospital patient count, and you're not going to able to cover your expenses. So, I'm on like wave 24 out of 30 right now, and it's really getting tough. Like I'm I having to like micromanage everything, and and it's real difficult. And they also throw like different challenges at you, like you have to you have to like complete different objectives during the wave. Or you fail the wave and you need to do it again, so you don't want that to happen because it's hard enough to like keep your money up like the first time around. So, uh, let's see, what did they add this
2: time? They added um, aliens.
1: Aliens. That's. And
2: they, I'm just waiting on the aliens. How have the how has their invasion of our species been?
1: Well, they have like cloaking, right? So, and their cloaking devices will fail, and they'll like you, they'll like it'll flick it'll flicker, and you can see like oh this person's really an alien because. Like, they look like this normal, goofy-looking person. And then, like, the cloaking will fail, and it's, like, for a split second, you can kind of hear it and see it. You're like, oh, that's definitely an alien. Then you just toss them out. And then, like, in my current hospital, there's not as many aliens, but, like, they still pop up from time to time. And you'll you'll know it because, like, a spaceship will fly over your hospital and, like, beam up one of the people, (laughs) like, one of the patients, and Mm
2: -hmm. you're like, oh, fuck. Wait, so if you see a patient, and it turns out that they're an alien, you just... Kick them out of the hospital. Yeah, you send them home. You say get out, go home. I
0: feel like Wh- are, are human they, medicine. Are they just... Go I ahead. I feel like human and medicine wouldn't work on aliens, you know, because they're not even
2: <laughs> I mean, a species. Are, from are a they? Whole other are they sick? Like they come and they're clearly sick. Do they not pay? Are aliens just bad at paying, and they that's why you kick they, them out? They don't pay. Yeah, exactly. They
0: dine and dash essentially. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they, they dine on the, their uh, host.
1: <laughs> so they claw, so so like a lot of this game is there's an, there's like an efficiency and a patient flow to it. Like you gotta, you gotta have, um, like you want to have the, the check-in desks near, near the general practitioner's offices. Cause the second step is always a general practitioner. And then, then the GP will say like, he can, he, he can either diagnose immediately or he'll send you to like more treatment. So then you want then, so then you might want to have like the, the MRI machines and the x-ray machines and stuff near their, near their offices. Cause that's at times the next, the next step, you know? And so you almost build out, like, wards of your hospital. Like, I have, like, there's a ward for, for diagnosis. There's a ward for treatment. <clears throat> and so they kind of go from step to step. So there's, like, a patient flow to it. Like, you can be pretty... When the levels get difficult, you really have no choice but to do, but to, like, think on those on the, at, the, at that level because if you're just, like, haphazardly placing shit, like, you're fucked. Like, you're, like, you know, people... Because the patients get impatient. They get hungry, they get impatient, and then they'll just walk out. Like they just leave. But they
0: need like, care. They don't care. <laughs> you like, can't just walk out.
1: They, but they will. They, they just walk out. They get mad and they leave. Um, and and then like if you're on one of these waves where the wave is like, oh, you have to cure 50 people and they only give you like 60 to work with. If if like half of them are getting pissed off and leaving, well, you can't cure 50 because you know 30 out of 60 just walked out on you. So you really have to like, you know, know what the fuck you're doing, I guess, in the game. But like the the treatments that they added are kind of goofy. There's um, people are coming in now that look like they're made out of cardboard. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's really silly. Like they walk around like like pieces of paper. Um, and uh, there's a room called like self assembly that like puts people back together basically. Um, there's a room called it's like frog something or other. And I guess there it's it's kind of weird. There are people that come in they look like people and then they get put into this machine and when they come out they look like a frog person and i don't know what the deal is it's like it's almost like you're they were a frog person all along and you're restoring them to their normal like amphibious state it's kind of strange because normally they come in as a frog and you treat them and then they'd be a human again but it's like the opposite Is
2: some lady just like reverse taking back her kisses
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think there's any kissing going on It'd make more sense if there was, like if they had a machine that had like a princess in it and then they kissed the frog and the f- they turned back. A kiss
2: retractor machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's 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 so much fun and it's so addictive. If, if For people that like the Sims games, like, you know, we've all played the Sims probably or Sim City, like this is like one of those types of games that you're really going to be into, you know, like it, it goes so far as like you're setting hospital policy, like how long your breaks can be, like all this and. And it just lets you have a lot of uh, control over exactly what like you want to do, and you can be as nerdy as you want with the finances and everything else. You know, you can you, you can like read your balance sheet and everything, and it's uh, <coughs> it's crazy. You know, the game is. I think the DLC was like, I think I paid like twenty bucks for all three DLCs. So it's not like it's not a super expensive. Um, I, I'm probably getting it. Fifteen hours of gameplay out of like the first DLC, so it's it's going to add a lot of time. And the best thing is that Two Point Studios or whatever is owned by Sega, and uh, the recently thought to be deceased Sega, and they and like you can place things in your hospital for people to like fuck around with. Like there's like bookshelves or you know, um, you know, you you can put like putting greens and in, in, in some of the doctors' offices. Like there's always stuff you can put places to. You're always unlocking more like decorations or things that you can put in your hospital but one of the things you can put like like out on the floor to like entertain people so they don't get bored or whatever are these like arcade cabinets and i talked about this once before but it's in a sense it's a sega game there's an arcade cabinet that plays like that has like video that plays on it like they'll go over and they'll they'll, they'll play the game but like you can see the screen and it's 100 percent spring hill zone from sonic the hedgehog it's so fucking great it's, it's like, a, and you can. It has the sound effects too. It's playing the music, and you can see Sonic and hear him when he jumps and stuff. And it's because it's a Sega studio, and it's like I only put the Sega cabinets, the the Sonic the Hedgehog cabinets, in my hospitals because I'm I'm like such a fucking. I love Sonic the Hedgehog so much um, that it just tickles me to death when I hear like Sonic jumping around like boop boop, you know, like the sound effects. <laughs>
2: You should have it like themed, like Sonic One, all goes on the first floor. Sonic Two is all on the second floor, etc.
1: So, so I'm waiting for like, two like Two Point Hospital Two, like the second game, to come out at some point. I don't know if it will, but be, because there are no second floors in this game, so it, that's something that the game, I think, if they make a sequel, they should add that. Is that there are no, there's no elevators, there's no stairs, there's no nothing. It's just one floor, and my thought was like. It should be possible to use like the the uh, the L2 and R2 buttons to click to click through and have you like ascend a like maybe your hospital's five floors and it's like every time you click R2 it takes you up a floor and you can manage like the second floor and then you click up you click it again you go up to the third floor and then like maybe the the other floors kind of fade out visibly so you're only looking at one floor at a time. And then you could like build he- like elevators and stuff and it'd be like like a little more complex. But as it stands, you're just buying these plots of land and every building only seems to have one floor on it. So I don't really know why that is, but I think that if they make a sequel, they definitely should should um, introduce, like that would be a great thing for them to introduce in the uh, other game. So I don't know, this is a small studio. I don't really know if it's gonna, if they're gonna make another game, but you know, I'm, hope- I'm hoping so because it's, it's a lot of fun and it's very relaxing. So to just kind of like listen to like the stupid radio DJs that you listen to the radio while you play, and
0: I'm not stupid.
1: <laughs> These people are stupid, Carolyn.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, I was just joking. Are... No, I know, but yeah, it's um, the, but the music's still terrible in this game. It's one of the worst things about the game, or the music, and like the DJs are really, really bad, like. We've all played Grand Theft Auto at some point, probably, and like Grand Theft Auto has some of the most unbelievable radio content. Like there's, like I would say four or five hours of like of like um, DJ talk or talk radio that they've done. That's all like you know spoofing and stuff, but like it's funny and crass and vulgar, and they'll have real music in Grand Theft Auto, like songs we know from real life. And so it's almost like when you're in the car on Grand Theft Auto, you you're like enjoying it. In this game, it's just, like, this fucking terrible elevator music, and they haven't approved it at all in the DLC. It's just just as bad as it always was. So, but, you know, if anybody well, if anybody played this game and want to get the DLC, it's, it's, it's adding more fun to the game. It's not, like, it's not breaking ground and adding, like, a lot of stuff, but it is adding, like, a little bit here and there to make it fun.
0: Well, if you like this game so much, might I recommend Zoo Tycoon?
1: Zoo Tycoon? Have you not heard of Zoo Tycoon? I have, but... Well, mostly I heard of, like, like a Roller Coaster Tycoon.
0: Oh, there's Zoo Tycoon, there's Roller Coaster Tycoon. I'm pretty sure there's a variety of different things.
1: Are they on PlayStation?
0: I actually don't know. Okay. I've, I haven't i have played one of those since oh, I was a kid. A so, zo- I mean, I'm sure you can get it. Like, I remember getting them on CDs, and uh, I think I'm the DS.
1: A zoo, you say? So
0: possibly. What?
1: A zoo, you say?
0: Yes, you can uh, put in different animals. Um, you know, I do enjoy Roller Coaster Tycoon as well, um, you know, making an amusement park ride and trapping people in, uh, their bathrooms or whatever. It's a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: a, a petting zoo?
0: Um, I don't see the difference between that and regular zoo tycoon.
2: An evil, an you do, evil you do petting zoo? You put people zoo?
0: in, you can put people in the lion exhibit or something and that's oh. usually pretty funny.
2: Oh my. Two shreds you say? An evil what? petting zoo? Uh, it
0: can be whatever you not- want. <laughs> it's zoo always
1: Tycoon, do that.
2: Baby.
1: I don't know. I used to, in the Sims, I used to get, I'd like marry someone in the Sims, assimilate their wealth, and then I'd put them in like a two by two room with like a barbecue grill and they would always light themselves on fire and die. And, oh then, my and, God. and then you can remarry. And it's like, yeah, I could get a real job and like accumulate money that way. But or I could just marry everybody in the town and take all their net worth through through marriage and then murder them all. (laughs) That's what I always ended up doing. It's so ridiculous.
2: Everyone knows the best roller coaster tycoon move is you get a massive line of people to a ride, you close it off, and then you attach the exit of the ride so it goes directly back into the line to queue for the same ride. So people are doomed for all eternity to just keep on riding the roller coaster and just getting off to get back on. And just drive them into madness. <laughs>
1: you're you're diabolical. That's about it, though, for for a two point hospital. You know, I, I didn't do I didn't do all that much today or this week. You know, it was it was a it was a tough work week. Um, but uh, you know, been watching a lot of Netflix. But that's about it. So, Caroline, what is Operation Varsity Blues other than a good movie?
0: Well, I mean, it's okay. Is Operation Varsity Blues an actual movie? Well,
1: varsity Blues is a movie. Oh. A football movie. Well,
0: this is different, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so if anybody remembers, I think it was a couple years ago when um, it came out in the news that a bunch of celebrities like uh, yeah, Aunt Becky from Full House, uh, they all got in trouble for paying off uh, people and getting their children into high-ranking colleges. You know, by uh, fraudulently calling, like having them set up in sports programs that they weren't even playing in the first place, and changing their grades and all that. Um, So this is the documentary kind of uh, following that, and um, yeah, I mean it was it was decent. I didn't really do much this week, so this is the only thing I really have to give to offer (laughs) for this. But yeah, so it's kind of like. Half interviews and, you know, news media, half uh, reenactments, which is... I thought I was a little bit put off of it by at first because, you know, I don't really like reenactments in my documentaries, but at the very least, they made it clear that um, the conversations that are being shown in the documentary were actual conversations they got from wiretaps and stuff
2: mm. from
0: the investigations. So, yeah. I mean, it was decent. It, they didn't, like... Uh, they didn't get too invested on the whole reenactment parts. Like it, it, if it did more than it, what? than it was, it would have been really awkward for me. But overall, it was pretty good.
1: What was the name of that lady that got busted? Um, it was and like, Becky? No, there was like a really rich family, and like the mother was rich and the or, and famous too, and the daughter was famous.
0: That sounds like Aunt Becky. <laughs>
1: and the daughter and the mother like got the daughter into some school, like some really difficult to get into school and it was because they basically like paid they like paid the school off to like get a letter in or whatever. And people um, were pissed off on the news because it was like there was some like, you know, there's some other kid that like worked really hard. They couldn't get in because of that, because it's like they took someone's spot and the school got in trouble and the mom went to jail, I think.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much the whole story with a lot of the famous families that got caught with this. But the main person that uh, got the most amount of attention is Aunt Becky because I think she was probably the most like uh, famous quote unquote person, I guess. Um, but yeah, so she had a daughter that had her own like, you know, uh, makeup line, yes. big YouTuber person. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Aunt Becky's she daughter. like
1: an Instagram girl or some shit.
0: Yeah, and, um, you know, it kind of followed them, like, uh, like, they focused on her a little bit, because she's probably the one that got her the most attention, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so, like, this girl obviously did not care about school, like, she had something going on already, like, honestly, I found her pretty annoying, even normally, so, <laughs> but even so, she had something going on. She didn't really want to go to college anyway, but somehow they thought it was uh appropriate to take a well-earned spot from someone and give it to her. Uh and it was all all these uh controversies came out of this one guy who uh had a a personal college admission counselor business. So that was the forefront of his uh I don't know why I would call it a cover up because it does seem like he did some, like, you know, on the surface, decent things in the, like, at first, but then it got to the point where he started paying off uh, different schools. He made con- connections with different uh, sports teams in these Ivy Leagues, and um, he would, uh, like, sort of set up all of these. Uh, different meetings that helped them get into these schools when they didn't deserve it, kind of thing. So it followed him, and, yeah. So then they I was busted gonna say, I say,
2: I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but who who is the bad guy? Who is, like, to blame? Is it the parents who just, like, use their influence to, like, help their kids? Is it the colleges who are accepting them? But it seems like maybe they're not, you know, like... Aware that this guy is doing like these backdoor deals to slip them into the system. I mean, I'm sure it's, the college isn't like, ah, we are receiving lots of money from this person. Let let us pick one person and like replace them. Like, who who's the bad guy? Who are we supposed to root against here?
0: Um, well, it's pretty much everyone. <laughs> so it's uh, okay. the college, uh, count. It's a private college counselor guy who was kind of like the ringleader in all of this. Um, but then you also meet several of the, uh, sports. Uh, coaches that kind of helped get the kids in, in the first place uh, because they could, uh, you know, put them underneath the guys that, oh, yeah, they're going to be on the team, but they're not actually going to be on the team because that, it was just the lie that they tell. Um, but you also meet uh, one coach of a sailing uh, program. At a Sail, school.
1: Sailing fucking A. Yeah.
0: So but the bougie. thing is, is that uh, the sailing program, because it's not very popular, it did not have a lot of funding. And without the money that was coming in from these students coming into the program, he was putting all that money into funding the actual program because otherwise it wasn't going to be staying afloat much longer.
2: They needed um, the fifth oh, member or <laughs> they're going to shut the club down.
0: Yeah. Holy shit, it's um, an anime.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's generally like a pretty. Sympathetic guy, especially since he didn't take any money for himself. He didn't want to do it initially But you know, he has a family to take care of and that kind of thing and like this was his job but um, yeah, and overall pretty sympathetic guy and Then you get the parents who are definitely not sympathetic They pretty much want their kids to go into these colleges so they can get bragging rights and Yeah, and then they put down hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to do that.
2: But I guess I could argue that that's wow. their right, if albeit skirting the system, but it's all fucking correct. yeah, of course, yeah it's all and correct. then you
0: have the schools, which some of them aren't like definitely weren't aware this was going on because you know, a lot of the coaches kept it under wraps, but some of them definitely did not look the other direction when they realized so much money was coming in and uh, didn't wasn't sure where they were coming from. So Mm -hmm. they definitely, some of them definitely just turned the other way.
1: They turned the other cheek.
0: Yeah. Wow. So. Well. Yeah, but apparently the ringleader of it all, the uh, private admissions guy, I don't even know what, college counselor. um, Apparently he's out and not in jail or anything like that because he is using, they're using his testimony against the parents. And until the parents get all, you know rounded up and uh, sentenced or whatever they're going to do with them he's out free (laughs) so that's great
2: is this a good movie or am I just going to be like yeah that captured it well but now I'm just frustrated and angry
0: it's not it won't play too much on your emotions I don't think okay (laughs) I mean sure there's a lot of like you know sleazy things going on but it is interesting and it's not it's not something that's going to infuriate you
2: gotcha that's that's good
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not like it's not like over the top. You like you cannot even watch this kind of thing.
1: I'm actually not. I'm this kind of shit. This kind of shit oh, happens. Okay. Every single area of life has corrupt bullshit in it. So it is fucked up. But like, there's we could we could apply the same the same feeling to almost anything. So
0: yeah, and it, they do like in this documentary. They they touch on a lot of things like the uh, just. The school's getting even more popular because their admission rates get lower and the effect that it has on the college or the high school student psyche, the stress that it puts on them um, and, you know, just overall the the uh, commodity that is college nowadays. So it's, it is interesting in different uh, different ways.
1: Well. Well, so, yeah. I, I thought we were going to make college free, and then and then grad school would become the new commodity. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just being a smart ass. Well, I might watch that because it was all over the news for a while, and I wanted to kind of hear more about it, so, and it's been a lot of documentaries around this household lately, so. Um, yeah. All right, guys, well, I think it's about all the time we have for today. So I'm going to have to go try out some Genshin Impact, but honestly, I'm so buried in video games right now that I haven't played that I don't, I don't know if it'll really happen, <laughs> to be honest. And I'm
0: still playing Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and I've been playing it for over a year now.
2: Good. Slow what and you? steady. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's not at all because I'm uninterested, it's because I'm just so darn interested that I'm looking under every single rock in this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, some of these games are tough. It's like they suck up so much time that by the time you're really done with them, you know, twenty five other games come out have come out that you want to play, and you're just like, now nah, what the hell do I do? Now nah, I'm just. I b- mean, at least burying- for me, I don't
0: even have a PS4, and I don't have a laptop that allows you to play a lot of games, and so a lot of the games I actually play have to be on my Switch. So I don't Genshin really. Genshin play- Impact
2: is going to come out for Switch one day. Maybe you uh it's you true. can try it and assess it. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe, um, but even so, like I'm not a huge gamer, um, but I do enjoy Breath of the Wild, so. Uh, I think my new plan is to just wait until they have a release day for Breath of the Wild 2, and um, then I will go to the castle and defeat the final boss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot to everybody who uh, tuned in and contributed to the podcast, as always. we got a pretty busy exciting episode to get to now on our regular podcast because it's time for spring anime so we want to talk about that and it's going to be a good season and guys we'll see you next week on Hobby Addicts again take care have fun with all your hobbies bye bye peace out